Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, Brad Ellis. Xbox on. Ben Moore. Xbox on. <laughs> My jacuzzi. <laughs> so we just, we just turned a couple on. We didn't turn any off though, thank goodness. My Jacuzzi 11 co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. I got my Xbox after the Kinect was no longer included. Nice. And (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing. And making it all happen by starting the Zoom call in Slack, Ian Hank. Xbox. (laughs) Word. (laughs) Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. And this was a big week. This was a doozy. We got a lot to talk about. But before we do that, we must answer for all of the mistakes and clarifications that we made a need for last week's episode. Ian, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Sega updated Yakuza 7's release date to November 10th for Series X and S, S, Xbox One, those things we'll get to. Xbox One, PS4, and PC versions will launch on November 13th. PS5 date will be announced in the coming weeks. It's pronounced Bishoujo, not Bishujo. Uh, It may have been misspelled. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it? How did that happen, Ben, right? These things. I don't know how they happen. We, we just smile. I don't you, remember Brandon, that at all. Moving on. <laughs> Chris up. Tales had its release date revealed during the PC gaming show back in June, Blood. We've, we've known the, the, the uh, release date for Chris I Tales think for months. A, I think they do this once in a while. They'll send out a press release yep. that like just sort of repeats information. They got him. They're like, oh, there it is. Uh, Wizard from Marvel Comics, <laughs> who we were trying to figure out was in the Avengers or not, was briefly in season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, Magic Hammy is. What's he up to? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see Jessica Jones. Magikami is, in fact, an anime sex game. You did it, Ian. Woo! You guessed correctly. Oh. Yeah. I guess that press, rele- press release was the PG version of Magikami. So uh, ah. research at your own risk. Ian did the math on 16 out of 239 during the podcast two weeks ago. You thought you did, and you did. Uh, I stole Thank that from you. you. The TI moniker on the high end NVIDIA cards is pronounced TI. Depending on who you ask, most of the people confirmed that in chat. Uh, by tech experts and reviewers. I don't know how many of those I believe officially hang out. I TI, too, yeah. There you go. Well, there it is. I've always heard TI. Pikmin 3 has been relisted on the Wii U. Lots of comments said that their Wii U's are still plugged in and get regularly used. And uh, Damiani was, is not on to correct this tonight. The 370 is not going to be 20% stronger than a 280 Ti. Uh, What's in fact, skipping to zero in these numbers? In fact... What's happening right uh, now? 20, right? Sorry, 2080, 2080. Uh, and then, corrections, we did it. And then um, uh, a bunch of games have different speeds. It's all over the place. It, it depends on uh, all sorts of variables. None that can be uh, officially decided by that blanket statement that Damiani made, which was, in some ways, incorrect. And corrections, music, please. I want to start with some good news before we jump into the rest of this. We have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about this week. Unexpected news that happened. Unexpected even to the people that went to on to announce it. But before we get into that stuff, I want to I want a silver lining from our community, from our five dollar and above patrons who get this podcast early. Pretty Tonic has a nice one for us. A happy thing that he is excited about that for sure would not get coverage on this podcast otherwise. A new Kiki Kai Kai is in the works and is set to release on the Switch in Japan. Uh, the series is known in the West as Pokey and Rocky and had a shoot 'em up oh. on the SNES featuring a Shrine Maiden and Tanuki. Great co-op Isn't game. Isn't that Pocky and Rocky? Pocky and Rocky. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think he le- I think he left out the C in Pocky. It's it's P O K I E. Rocky does have the C in there, so yeah, it'd be Pocky and Rocky. Um, 
All these like, corrections on the fly. Appreciate it. Co-op, good uh, co-op game. Super hard. Also, this new game is made by the OG staff that worked on the SNES game. I looked it up, wow. and the series started in Japanese arcades in 1986. Kind of has a River City Ransom vibe. Just the visuals, at least. Cool. That's a good vibe. Fun beat-em-up. Super hard. Yeah. Good day for beat-em-ups today, which we will get to very shortly. Ubisoft had their second of the year of 2020. Ubisoft Forward. Ubisoft Forward for the month of September. Uh, Jeff Keeley asked everyone, the poll is going to go on for another 23 hours, if they thought it got an A, B, C, or D or lower. And D or lower is the winner of oh, that yeah. poll so far by Jeff Keeley. So that I is, feel like it would always be the winner. So that's Almost sure. always. Yeah. <laughs> There's always people that follow Jeff Keeley that want to hate something. But <laughs> I, I feel very selfish because I really, much, I really enjoyed this, uh, um, uh, this presentation because I love a lot of open world stuff, a lot of remakes of games that I enjoy. Uh, but we did not have uh, Ben on with us for reactions. Uh, anything stand out for you, Ben? Anything that was, was predominantly good or bad from their press offerings today? Um, I am very happy that Scott Pilgrim is coming back. That game is quite a lot of fun. Um, we've played it before together. Uh, but there was a lot that kind of bummed me out during this presentation. Bummed me out might be a little bit too strong, but, um, I really like Sands of Time, for instance. Uh, I don't feel like the look that they're going for is really speaking to me. Um, I, I feel like they've kind of taken the style and made it more generic, which I don't really like. Um, I am curious about... Gods and Monsters, which is not called Gods and Monsters anymore. I like. I'm cu I'm curious enough that I, I do want to give it a try when it comes out. But um, a lot of this presentation, I think, didn't didn't really excite me necessarily. There were good. There were bad presentations of things that I think are good, but I don't think showed necessarily very well. A quick rundown: We got Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which was formerly known as Gods and Monsters. Got a big look at that. Damiani played it. We got a preview up right now. Uh, Scott Pilgrim Complete Edition coming this holiday season for its 10th anniversary. Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, which uh, Ben mentioned. Writer's Republic is a new uh, ex-sports game from uh, Ubisoft Annecy, who made Steep. Watch Dogs Legion got an update. Rainbow Six Siege got an update. Hyperscape um, and other things to talk about. Uh, I think Brad, any standouts there? Oh, sorry, Ben. Is, is uh, like, I, I've, I already know about Watch Dogs Legion. I already intend to play it. I don't really care about Hyperscape. You know, I'm not invested in Rainbow Six Siege. And so a lot of it was kind of stuff, updates to things that we already knew about, which is totally fine and expected. But um, the, I, I already forgot the name of it, the extreme sports game that they showed at the end. Riders Republic. I didn't get a good sense of what that game was. A lot of uh, questions. And yeah. that, I think that, that when I talk about feeling flat, that that's, definitely something that came out of it where i i just was like so this is this steep is this steep? it kind of looks like steep. it looked like steep too i was yeah. when i said riders republic i was like what yeah and, and, <laughs> steep uh, with bikes i i just don't yeah. in my opinion they didn't do a great job of selling it sure yeah my thought on that one was that they they took too long to get to the gameplay to where i'd basically had given up hope on gameplay being there at, at all it's like okay, you're going to start telling me about all this stuff, but we're just looking at the CG trailer again, so I guess there's no gameplay. Uh, and then they showed it, and then like, and then my brain had a completely different way to re, you know, contextualize everything. And from the gameplay that I saw, I liked what I saw. I would like to check it out, and I feel like, you know, it seems like there's a lot of big maps, uh, you know, various locations, and, you know, some pretty crazy and extreme courses. 
Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the, you know, I think it's probably their, you know, their star of the show, so to speak with the big multiplayer races. Um, but yeah, it did. I think some of that stuff might've landed differently if they had just changed the order of how they did things a little bit. I, I, uh, my favorite reaction that you guys, cause I had our reactions on and I would, I was editing the occasional bird game show, uh, while, while it was on, but I would, I would stop and watch anytime there was an actual like trailer, you know, my favorite reaction, I think it was you, Brad, in the trailer, they all stop and then it shows a guy like, look out, but it doesn't show his POV mm-hmm. and then everyone just starts moving again. And you were just like, why'd they all stop? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Because, yeah, why? It's a lot like of questions weird, about that game. poor filmmaking at the end of that trailer. Uh, and I just actually revisited in uh, two times speed my steep review from, uh, I gave that three <laughs> stars back in the stars era. And steep had a really interesting exploration system. You would glide around and then actually have to, like, you know, tag something with your binoculars to then be able to go and, you know, ski that or, you know, snowboard down that. It also had a really interesting replay system, which it kind of seemed like this was doing. There were some slow-mo moments of wipeouts and stuff. Didn't Hmm. get into any of that, you know, even conceptually. So, uh, again, a game I'm probably going to play and I'm looking forward to. It's right up my alley, but you're right, Ben. What they showed today is kind of confusing. Um, Did it have a date? February 25th. February 25th, 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, with the exploration, like, I think it's a fair point, like, Steep's way of, like, making you find things and tag things, like, it's, it's an interesting concept, but I always felt like it was sort of confusing to find your way around that map and find what the new thing was, what Mm -hmm. the next thing was, uh, so I do hope that they've done better about that with this game. I mean, there's also, there's also just the cloud of the many damning allegations that have been levied against Ubisoft kind of hanging over this and them like the the tone that they were trying to go for, like not really coming across. uh, I I don't know. There was, I, I just wish that they could speak honestly and directly. And it felt very, shrouded i guess like yeah. it's, it's it's hard to you know buy into this hype cycle when it when it feels like the the way that they're choosing to address these things is not not especially direct well and like eves is uh was it eves yeah his like yeah. uh statement before the show just mm-hmm. went out on their mm-hmm. twitter and wasn't mm-hmm. part of the show they said they would add it to the vod's if they could but it's like, that's kind of an odd choice. I mean, maybe they didn't have an editor around to add it to the thing or didn't want to go live, show that, and then go offline and load the other file or whatever, throw it in a different scene in their split. But like, yeah, kind of maybe should have been part of the actual kit and caboodle, but whatever. Yeah, I think there's there's something about their structure of how they put these things together where both times they said, we didn't have enough time to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. what... Right, that's that's why it's especially mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah. Is this what is the happened? Time time. Get, yeah. get started on the next apology now for the next yeah. Ubisoft forum. Just, yeah. just make a series of them. Just make like 50 apology videos for all well, sorts of various things. It was vague. and I mean, he. I guess he got specific on some stuff, but like some of it was pretty vague. So it's like, 
It was they could just throw a vague yeah. apology. It was totally of, vague. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could throw a vague apology in front of the next one, and it, it wouldn't even have to. They wouldn't even have to know what they had done wrong with these apologies. Eves has always had such a nice, like, fatherly presence, and and he really puts himself out there. He's really been involved in a lot of the press conferences. He wraps them all up. He comes out and you know really wants to showcase the staff, and uh, seems like a nice chipper guy. And he definitely seemed like a little shell shocked in tra having to make this presentation, and like his kind of like warmth didn't really work did <laughs> he was just kind of trying to placate the whole thing and, and just be like no 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 this is definitely something we are mm -hmm. you know uh One. we are making steps to fix they are donating a million dollars to the NAACP legal defense fund which is yeah. which is one of those nice things that comes out of an unfortunate circumstance, you know, like it's not you nothing, know, yeah. just one of the things that is facing this company. Um, the, yeah, he did in, in talking with the offense that led them to make that donation. He didn't even mention the name of the game, which I totally forget the right Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, I think. Phone, I think uh, that's it. phone game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, didn't but even that's part it. of the problem. Is like he's like a some this mobile game that yeah. we have. Which, you know, yeah. and I think that part of, you know, part of the issue, like, yeah, I think is that he wasn't specific with that incident. And I think the other issue, you know, that people had with uh, the earlier statement was that, like, he talked like, well, we found out about this stuff this summer. Right. And so that feels sort of sort of like, really? Like, yeah. the stuff's been going on for years and you didn't know about that. But I feel like this might be, again, as we've talked about these statements before, like, a lot of driven by lawyers and and that kind of things like well you can't acknowledge mm -hmm. that people knew about this stuff ahead of right. time or also put you in deeper trouble and mm -hmm. or like or they're just like all of these apologies are just saying like ellen and this and stuff they're all just kind of saying like i'm a shitty boss because i don't pay attention to <laughs> right. anything that's happening it's is it, yeah, it can be <laughs> so a catch it's one or the other yeah <laughs> that's what he kind of yeah, i think that's where the kindness kind of melted away from me is that he seemed kind of oblivious <laughs> you know it didn't really seem like something yeah. where he was like truth is coming to light and that's a good thing he's like oops mm -hmm. we've had an yeah. interesting year yeah i think to me like it's hard because i don't know that with this sort of statement if there's any way to to win or to win people yeah. over because yeah. i think just sort of like how he was saying that it's going to take time it's going to take time to like get these solutions in place within their company the same boat it's going to take time for uh people to feel like they've actually progressed and moved forward and it's going to be you know a result of people checking with staff six months from now and a year from now and two years from now and even then there's always going to be somebody with a long memory that will you know never let them forget you know what's happened so and i mean and it's 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 better never than late, but, you know, better late than never, too. And it's like, I guess if they're on board with trying now, if they actually stick to it, that's the real test. Is like all these companies that are like, oh, we're going to do better. We're going to do this. Unless it's performative and it's just a Band-Aid and they're going to donate a million dollars to whoever and then just forget about it, it doesn't mean anything. And it's like, yeah. That's the thing you want, right? And I think that's that's what's so frustrating is that so, that sense doesn't come across with any sort of confidence that things are going to get better and we're going to be, you know, clear and direct in addressing them. It doesn't feel clear and direct at all, uh, and I, I think it, it it's hard to buy into that when you do have a statement that is so vague, um, soft, really, in a lot of ways. Um, I. I'm not like, yeah, they've got it. They're 
it's handled, you know. Whoa, look nope, at, wow. Yeah, yeah. Really grabbing this bull by the horns. Right, you know, exactly, that, yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, when was the last time, I, t- I can't think of a time, I'm sure there's an obvious example that I'm just not thinking about, but like, when was the last time something like this like actually destroyed a company? Like, it doesn't seem to happen, you know? Like, p- everyone's always mad for like two months. Uh, and then, didn't a bunch of people leave Lab Zero recently? Oh yeah, Lab yeah, Zero. Yeah, that one. And we, I, smaller, that smaller companies made also that happens this week, all the time. But, yeah, the rest of the people have been let go from Lab Zero. The Lab Zero. So, I mean, like, kind of on the way out a, anyway, but to a big company. Oh like, no. Are they, are they too big to fail? Like, are they too big for any well, scandal of this nature? That's to- that's kind of where we can move on with the conversation because it's like they they realized the spotlight was going to be on them today. They're not sharing today really with anybody else. Like, uh, we've had a lot of crazy Xbox news this week that we'll get to, but this was this was Ubisoft's day. They definitely looked forward to it. Scott Pilgrim guys were like winking. Like, mm-hmm. so there's lots of attention, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, focused on this. But Ubisoft forwards like feel like states of play now. You know, this seems just kind of like, well, mm-hmm. that's us for Ubisoft, and that's what we're working on. Um, yep. And so, even though this was kind of a weird day, like, is this where we should set our expectations? You know, like we didn't we didn't get Valhalla. Um, it's uh, the release date actually got moved up to November 10th, but that was released beforehand. No PS5 news yet. No Far Cry 6. No Beyond Good and Evil 2. No no Rainbow Six Quarantine, which a lot of people were very confused by. I, I just want to say, and I feel like Huber expressed the sentiment as well. It like or at least like in the ballpark of the sentiment that it is kind of hilarious how they're doing everything but announcing a new splinter cell right yeah. like i don't think <laughs> yeah well that's good to go into these yeah. things being like with with unrealistic expectations but they have all of these splinter cell adjacent announcements that are mm-hmm. not splinter cell and this is just it just keeps happening but there is no new splinter cell yeah, it's very weird yeah. <laughs> The, jo- the joke I made, Ben, is he's trapped in the Ubiverse. You know, like he can't, yeah. you'll go by like a, st- you know, a billboard in, in uh, you know, Writer's Republic and he's going to be like banging on it. Like, let me out. You know, he just mm-hmm. can't, he can't crack out into his own game. Or that's going to uh, be, did Battletoads have that joke? You know, where they were like, they've been yeah. stuck in a vault, you know. It's, yes, when when he finally were. gets unleashed, it'll be part of the story of yeah. the next game. Uh, I just want to bring up quickly, I was pleased with Immortals Phoenix Rising, though. We haven't seen that game in a long time. Yeah. And they finally showed, they showed quite a bit of it, and it's coming out soon, which is very nice to see from a Ubisoft game. I feel like, mm-hmm. like, how long ago did we see Watch Dogs? Like, I know that went through, like, development hell or whatever, but it's, it's nice it's to time. see a game for long, like, actually see the game played. Here it is, it's a couple months. That's a feel-good moment for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Brad. Um, I definitely want to try that game out. This is, this is a pretty minor thing, but... I just like the name Gods and Monsters more. Um, oh, yeah. 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 It <laughs> stuck just, with me more, I'll say that. Immortals, Mortals Phoenix Rising. It's kind of weird. This is not a, not a great title. You see, Ian, was it you that said they're all, all three of them are movies? Like, Gods they're and Monsters movie is a movie yeah. name, Immortals is a movie name, and Phoenix Rising is a movie name. It's like they just, <laughs> yeah. they just, yeah. they just yeah. toured their local video store and just took notes. Yeah. And they're all like weird middling movies too. But you don't, I, you know, I, I made the comment in the preview, Brad, that like doesn't happen very often where we hear about a game. Like, oh yeah, let's check in on that game we haven't heard about. And it's like, it's playable. A lot of people have checked it out. It's, it delivers. It's a, yeah, it's a fun great. game. Super well, derivative, game, but wonderfully so. Well, yeah, this game, I thought, like, I thought we wouldn't see this for another year because they changed the title and they mm-hmm. were like, oh, we're not, we're delaying it and stuff. So mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be, it's like reintroduction wait see you in 2022 or something but it's like nah it's soon what is it holiday yeah december yeah Uh, skull and bones 
uh, developer Ubisoft Singapore said yeah. they have a new vision for development. So it could have been that situation where they just come out and are like, yeah, remember Gods of Monsters? We changed the name and we started development all over again. But uh, no, this is clearly something that had this is like a rework began development the day. That's like the third time they've said that about Skull and Bones. Like they said that Bones is just a nightmare. They -hmm. said we have a new idea and we're going back to the drawing board like nine months ago. It's cursed, but they're sticking to it. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm definitely. I mean, I'm I'm probably not really going to be able to finish uh, um, Ghost of Tsushima until the holidays, Brad. And Mm -hmm. uh, then I'm going to have Cyberpunk, and I'm going to have. You know, yeah, it's gonna Phoenix be Rising. I'm gonna be open world. Oh, gonna it's gonna be know. nice for you. Yeah, it's gonna be open world heaven, baby. You're gonna, gonna have that stuff. Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think Scott Pilgrim was just happy vibes all around, and yeah, I think Immortals was really fun. I think a lot of people were like, oh, "My goodness, is this the picking up the rock?" I think was the funniest thing in Immortals. We were just like, "That looks. It's literally yellow and not blue. That's all you did. <laughs> it looks mm-hmm. exactly the same." <laughs> There's shots where, like, riding the horse. I was just like, "This is Breath yeah. of the Wild." Yeah. Like, or the like, climbing from the profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If it ain't broke, which is like, you know? uh, Huber to Huber's point, I think he said that, or maybe Brad, it was you during the reactions where it was like. To be fair, I've played like a hundred FPSs that look, you know, basically mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're gonna rip, if you're gonna steal, steal from the best, you know. Uh, yeah, so, I'm excited, man. I'm not mad about it. And they are very close, you know, to Nintendo. Like Ubisoft has done a lot of fun partnerships yeah. in the past, so they were they were taking notes when they went over there. They were they they, they took the Breath <laughs> of the Wild team out to lunch yeah. several times. <laughs> They're just furiously writing down Could notes. We like, okay, photocopy in it. Yeah, it just shows up. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, speaking yeah, they're just taking pictures all the yeah. time. <laughs> speaking of Nintendo, a announcement happened this week that is getting a lot of buzz, and yeah. I did not play the first game, and so I am excited about this. But I want all of you to tell me why this is exciting. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity announced a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Supposedly, you go f- the I want Ben to go first because he's the Muso master here. But I will have a take <laughs> after. Master might be do- overdoing it, but I do like Muso games. Uh, I I really like Hyrule Warriors, and I think Hyrule Warriors is kind of e- easy to write off at a glance as just like, oh, it's just this, but with a Zelda skin. And I, I think they took enough inspirations from the series itself to, to really make it stand out in its own genre. Uh, and it had a lot of flair, uh, and it, it was just fun. As, as a fan of the universe, it was fun doing it in a different way that felt, you know, reasonably respectful to the source that it was coming from. And I think what's so awesome about this announcement is they could have just done Hyrule Warriors 2 mm-hmm. and that would have been reasonably exciting, right? Like I, I think I think they, they built up enough respect with the first game that they could do a Bio the Number sequel and that would be fine. But they, they're not doing that. They're really taking this opportunity to set it in a meaningful time period and that that's way more interesting. Like yeah. I, I don't know if it's yep. gonna be good. I don't know if it's gonna be. That's well. what's good about it, Ben. But is they're is, actually tying yes. it into the story. Yeah. And they're they're telling the most interesting part of Breath of Wild's story to me. Honestly, like this whole yes. event that went down. It looks like Breath of Wild. It doesn't look visually like the past Hyrule Warriors. Right. It looks way more story focused than I expected. And that is a problem with games. Um, like Hyrule Warriors, uh, like Fire Emblem Warriors, is the stories don't really have a ton of weight to them, right? Like in Hyrule yeah. Warriors, I, I didn't care about, uh, you know, the, the villain, or, or or I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there because I thought it had an amazing story, right? But this is saying like, 
No, this is this is going to expand upon specifically stuff that you're already attached to, illuminate something that you already know about, and that's just way better. Dude, I look at it as bonus prequel DLC. That's how I see it. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of the same thoughts. I really feel like um, you know, I haven't played that many Musou games in the past because I, I you know, I just really didn't get that into the style and then even stuff like when they do the license properties like Hyrule Warriors, um, it just it just feels like kind of a fan servicey type of thing. It's like we're just gonna throw all these characters in here and then and look, Linkle, you know, and it's just yeah. like it's just this mashup of, you know, take characters that you don't expect and beat a bunch of guys with them and it just doesn't feel like there's a whole lot more to it than that. I do know that like the, there is some strategic elements to how you go about I want to come to the defense of that though, because yeah. sometimes, sometimes you just want that. You know, <laughs> it doesn't. Sometimes that's okay. Um, I just want that, I guess. Oh yeah, but I feel like with this in Persona Five Scramble, I feel like there's just so much more focus. You know, mm -hmm. like no, we're not going to just give you every random Zelda character. We're going to give you these specific characters yeah. because they're meaningful to this plot line. Uh, and you wanted to play as these characters. You wanted to play as Zelda. You wanted to play as the champions. And so now we're going to do that in a way that actually, you know, makes it work. And yeah, as Onuma said, it's like, hey, we're going to have hordes of monsters. Why, you know, why not just have the, the Koei Tecmo team do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing I'm surprised about is that they're like giving giving over the reins of of a Zelda story to to a different team in a way that will potentially have impact on the you know actual lore stuff. Well, it sounds which, like the like, Zelda team is still rarely. working on the story elements. Yeah, I think yeah, they're overseeing yeah. it. And so that that's what I yeah, I'm excited about because it's like yeah, then it can actually be meaningful backstory to these events you just kind of hear about in Breath of the Wild. I think it could be really fun. Yeah, and and like Brad said it looks just like it. I have been in to your point. I I think they've kind of like <laughs> loosened the leash on Zelda in like a very measured way where yeah. you, you have something like Hyrule Warriors, right? Which which is kind of more of a set fan servicey kind of light thing. And then, you know, you give it to a smaller team with cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, you have a secret a sequel to Hyrule Warriors that that has more significant lore implications. And it's just like I don't know. As 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 somebody who adores Zelda in my soul, it's like they're making it interesting and and they're kind of expand upon it upon it in a way that feels careful right yep. it's, it doesn't it doesn't feel cheap it doesn't it doesn't make you mad um and that's great i wish every property could be handled that way it's i i have to wonder and maybe this is a stretch but i have to wonder bringing it back around to ubisoft is like uh i wonder how much responsibility for nintendo's willingness to take chances like this um mario plus rabbit's kingdom battle has because like that game actually working which none of us thought that game was a joke none of us thought <laughs> right. there was any chance in hell that that thing would be good and it was phenomenal and i wonder if that that happening really kind of opened their eyes to being like hey all right we can we can uh, loosen the leash a little on some of this stuff well i'll take the other side of that argument i am i'm a little nervous that just you know brad that this is not going to satisfy you that you're gonna be like oh okay there's a lot of cutscenes, but we don't 
there'll be like a speech I mean, from the king. I know. And you're like, all right, like that. Didn't well, really... Jones, from what I've seen, it does dive into some of the stuff. Like what I'm excited to see, Jones, is the events happen. I'm excited to see more of the guardians actually fight because yeah. you you don't really get any of that in the main game. You get told about a lot of this stuff. But everything just happens in the past. Now I'm actually getting a chance, Jones, to see it. Even if it's not like 10 out of 10 amazing story, mm-hmm. I think just having a little extra will go a long way. Uh, yeah, Brandon, I, I think that is totally reasonable to be to be skeptical of the quality of the storytelling. But to, to Brad's point, I think one of the most frustrating aspects about Breath of the Wild is that the characters that you're going to be playing as in this game, they don't dive into them as much as you would like. And so, yeah, yeah just just the chance to actually um, hear more of their story because you know that the groundwork is already there and you already like them, I think takes care of a, a lot of the work already. But also, I mean, all that, all that said, like, I, I, I would be shocked if anything, like, truly earth-shattering comes out of this narrative. Like, I don't think it'll be anything no, we don't already know. I don't know, think it'll be, you know? like, crazy, like, body's gonna show up or some shit in it. I mean, right. Like, that's what <laughs> right. It'd be cool, It's all though. gonna be stuff we I love when, like, already. Morpheus died in the Matrix Online, and people are like, wait, seriously? And they're like, yeah, it's lore, you know? It's like, yeah. Fishburne's not in the next Matrix, man. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, should I have played that game? I was gonna play <laughs> that, Jones. Spoilers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big deal um, when it happened. The mo- one of the things I'm I'm really the most curious about is just like what the maps will be like and mm-hmm. you know what they're gonna take out of that world and like how they're gonna build up because we just saw everything in ruins we just saw everything like mowed over you know I remember mm-hmm. there's yeah. one like town that's kind of partially underwater now and and that sort of thing and so it would just be really cool to see some of these areas look like they have life even if they're like just in the background and you're defending the the them yeah. from getting invaded and that kind of thing dude oh yeah you know what would be sick is if like they have such an attention to detail that uh during like the final battle when all the guardian robots are in that big the hyrule field you know uh if during the battle if you're paying attention the robots go down and die in the exact same places that there are ruins in the, in Breath of the Wild, that would be so cool. And yeah. like they don't draw attention to it, people just notice it later. Yeah, oh, that'd be it, fun. There are people already drawing comparisons between the, the gameplay we've seen, the environments mm-hmm. it looks like it's taking place in. Um, Very cool. So yeah, it's a it's a good week for Breath of the Wild fans. You know, they got Breath of the Wild Gaiden and like Breath of the Wild 1.2. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay, I'm not getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year, but maybe I'll play Immortals and you know run through this game. Yeah, it's really um, awesome that we've uh, been able to play Persona 5 Scramble and that that has gotten an official Western release um, because the demo is so promising and it's been a while since it came out in Japan. So it's really cool that we have. Uh, how would you compare the announcement of that to, to this Muso? Was this the jolliest Muso announcement of all time? This just really took me by surprise that, you know, where people are like, yes, not only do I want to see these characters, but uh, like, that's just a, a great idea for or an addition to the franchise. I, it was the most stoked I've been, just because it surprised me how story-focused it seemed like and be falling in Breath of the Wild's footsteps. Because you know, Zelda's not very common for sequels and like that, and following a single story. So I was surprised to see they're doing this. I am very curious to see if there will be any sort of crossover and what the crossover was like for something like the original Hyrule Warriors. If playing this, people are like, Oh, I'm you know now interested in Dynasty Warriors or Warriors of Rochi or you know things that aren't 
Zelda, basically. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the crossover is like, or if people are primarily there for the Zelda. I think there'll definitely be people that go back and play the first Hyrule Warriors that didn't. For sure. sure. Yeah. But you can also Daniel Schwartz on Patreon wants to know. Sorry, Ben. Oh, I was just saying you can play Hyrule Warriors on Switch. Nice. Daniel Schwartz on Patreon wants to know: Are there any other franchises, gaming or otherwise, that you would want to see adapted into a Muso game? Star Wars. Final I would like to know your answers as well. Final Fantasy is a good one. Final yeah. Fantasy. We, I feel like we've answered this, uh, which is totally fine. Because I, I think it's been on the Q and A. Yeah, I think yeah. it's been on the Q and A. But that's yeah. okay. A lot of people don't listen to that. Silent Hill. <laughs> what? Doom. <laughs> oh no, I can't agree with that one. You're, but you're like really slow. Like yeah, from, from like my experience with Musos, characters usually move a little faster than they normally do because you're, oh, you gotta like make ground. Is, you're like, I gotta is, get over to that hill. Like everybody's like dragging their feet. Yeah. <laughs> Book of Memories yeah. is pretty much already there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Obviously not that. And now, oh sorry, do you got one? You got another one? Do I have another one? I'm sure you do. Um, sure I, do. I kind of don't Deep want it, down. but it almost feels like it would be inevitable. Be like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Kind of surprised that there isn't. Yeah, yeah. Battle for Middle Earth three, man. Make it happen. And now, Vermintide. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Vermintide four. A word from our sponsors. If you are like me, you don't like preparing food at all, ever, anytime, forget about it, non-starter. Which is why I love using Postmates, but I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. Uh, we are just just sold my house. I mean, actually, it's officially tomorrow. I will not own my house anymore. And so we're going to celebrate by not cooking. And it's, yes. So excited. No dishes. You know, just greasy, tasty food. Uh, and Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make your life easier by picking up everything you need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside your door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. One of my favorite, like, prizes, so to speak, that we've gotten from sponsors. I love this. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code EASYALLIES, all one word. That's code EASYALLIES for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Here's the cold hard truth, guys. Your skin has needs, and if you want it to look as good as possible, for as long as possible, you need to address it now. We get it, you might not know where to start, but there's a company that's taking the guesswork out of it for you, Lumen. I certainly don't know where to start. If before, before Lumen gave me this wonderful charcoal, uh, madness that I put on my face. Uh, <laughs> I, any sort of soap I had was from Amanda. Amanda just, she just put down in front of the sink. I'd be like, cool, great, I'll just use that. And then like I came in the house, ha ha ha! I've got my own awesome uh, facial care regimen now. Lumen is on a mission to help give men the amazing skin they deserve through high quality, expert created products delivered right to your door. All of their products are formulated specifically for men's skin and made to target skin issues with maximum efficacy using top notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C. It's not just about looking good, it's about feeling good. You need good skin health, especially as you get older to prevent long-term damage. Feeling good sounds like something we could all get a little bit more of nowadays. Even if you have no idea where to begin, Lumen makes it so easy to find the right skin management system for you 
I keep forgetting that they did this, but when they reached out to me initially before I got this stuff, they had a bunch of questions for me. And so they said, again, it's just nice getting yeah. something in the mail. They're like, that, use that. And I'm like, great. No questions from me. Uh, choose from different skin concerns to address or just pick up a simple starter pack for free. You deserve to look and feel your best, and here's where you start. Go to lumenskin.com allies to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skincare journey at home. That's lumenskin.com allies to get your first month free. lumenskin.com allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. I think... It is safe to say that this was the scariest but best week of the year for Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) I think right now, Thursday night, what's the date? The 10th. I I think they're okay. (laughs) I think Xbox is doing all right. I think they actually came out this week smelling like a rose. But man, I have three separate headlines to go through that are all Xbox related that all have a very crazy timeline. Um, But uh, starting, of course, with the Xbox Series S, which kicked all of this stuff off, leaked and announced um, ben, what's this thing look like? Looks like a speaker. Yeah, a big one, yeah. like a like a, like a big speaker. You go to a concert, right? You see yeah, all the speakers like a, lined like up, a, like a cute little speaker. Ironically, like a, I saw some old Sony speakers that are almost identical to this thing. And I, I think somebody found an old Sony. I don't know if it was a speaker too or like a computer or something, but it was. It looked like the Xbox Series X. <laughs> oh, I saw somebody just like use like a, a DJ Hero thing and put it up on its side. <laughs> <laughs> it's been memed. Uh, Xbox yeah. actually leaned into the memes, which was very interesting yeah, to see Xbox smart. do. This was a this was a trial. I'm always fascinated. I just would love I'd love to like intern literally just at people who manage these Twitter accounts just to see like the hurdles that they have to go through the approval processes. Um, but of course, this Series S was the Lockhart. This was the 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 lower powered, uh, lower demanding uh, launches on November 10th for 2.99. No disc drive. 60% smaller than the Series X. The smallest Xbox ever. Um, I don't know a lot about tech specs and comparing hardware. I love marketing drama. That's what I am going to focus on. <laughs> so I'll pass this on to Daniel Bloodworth uh, to let us know what's uh, describe to me the the guts of the sucker. What is the Series S? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think just in general, before I go down the list of all the stuff, um, what's important is that it has the features that will make next gen next gen. Uh, it just has them at lower specs. So it has that super fast hard drive. Um, It has, or not hard drive, solid state drive. Somebody corrected me on that earlier this week. You only call it a hard drive if it's a magnetic spinning disc. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, and it has um, a very similar uh, GPU and um, and then it can do um, 1440p, uh, 60 frames per second, but it could also upscale to 4K. And so, like, it's just got basically the things that matter. Um, and yeah, and the CPU is very close. So yeah, so like, let me, now I'll go down the tech specs now. So like, three point, uh, so eight core AMD Zen 2 CPU, 3.6 gigahertz, um, 3.4 gigahertz with SMT enabled, um, which is interesting. It's a similar thing on the Series X, uh, where that one's 3.8 gigahertz and then 3.6 with SMT enabled. Um, 12 and then, cores though, right? Uh, that's the CPU, eight core, same amount of cores. They're both eight core. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, and then they're both AMD RDNA two GPUs. Uh, the Series X has uh, fifty two compute units at one point eight two five gigahertz, 
The Series S only has less than half that, uh, 20 at 1.5. The GPU power is 12 teraflops on the Series X, but only four on the Series S. Um, and then the RAM is another big differentiator. Um, GDDR6 on both, 16 gigabytes on um, the X, 10 on the S, uh, and then there's there's a split with the speed. So like uh, the X has 10 gigabytes at 560, six gigabytes at 336, whereas the S has eight gigabytes at 224, two gigabytes at 56. Um, and then the hard drive, yeah, and this is the, uh, not, I just did it again, the SSD, <laughs> is the same specs it's just lower capacity so it's it's half a terabyte rather than a full terabyte right but that, that's the only thing that really gives me pause yeah is is the you know half terabyte of storage space just because as somebody who is all digital pretty much already i i burn through hard drive space so quickly and i think it's 512 right gigabytes yeah. and probably what that's 80 tight. of that is going to be the os yeah, so that that's the only thing where I'm like, ah, I, I wish that was more. But I think this is a phenomenal move on Microsoft's part. Like, it's the right price. Um, I think it, it makes the 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 idea of of buying into next gen uh, very palatable. Uh, and the, what you're getting for the price seems reasonable to me. Uh, and it just seems like an incredibly smart move overall. Yeah, we're we're waiting to hear you know the volley back from Sony on when the PS5 is coming out, what it's going to cost. Are right. are there other models of it? We're not anticipating it, but who knows? Like that's what Microsoft's up to. Um, without yeah, having well, that information have two on PlayStation already, so I don't think they would do more. Right. But the PlayStation models, unlike these, are identical besides the disc drive. Correct. Right. right. Yeah. So they're as far both. As we that, know, yeah. that was the first thing that I was confused about. I was like. Because they just showed it in the leak or whatever, or at least the first thing I saw, where it was way smaller, and I was like, "So is it, is it different, or is it just diskless? And why is that disk drive so huge?" And now this makes more sense that it's, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's easy to have your first knee-jerk reaction be like, "It's not 4K, like it's gonna suck or whatever," but yeah, with DLSS upscaling, if it if it could do that or some equivalent of that. Uh, it won't really be as noticeable as I think maybe most people would think. And, I mean, I know this is for PCs, but there was that Piscatella, I think, we're going to talk about it later, but said that only like 2% of gamers are 4K right now. On Steam. On, on Steam. Yeah, on Steam users. Um, I mean, obviously, it's easier to achieve with a TV, and so it's more relevant yeah. with a console. But, like, I, I still wonder what the adoption rate of 4K TVs actually is. Like, I don't know how high that I is. I think at but... this point, it's probably moving up there quite a bit. It's probably a lot more, If you yeah. have to buy a new TV, it's probably yeah, just going to be 4K, 4K, even if it's yeah. garbage 4K, you know? Yeah, they're a lot cheaper now, too, than they used mm -hmm. to be. Um, I'd love to see the, just the garbage 4K, like a sticker that would be on the front of games. Oh, it's yeah. got garbage 4K. Oh, oh good. I, I don't yeah. think Gameplay's it's good, a, though. a wrong assumption to say that a lot of people don't care about 4K. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. I don't have 4K yet. A lot of people don't care yeah, really yet. I'm probably going to get it for, for the next gen, but I don't ben, have I'll, it yet. I'll take it a step further, Ben. You know, we can compare Xbox Series S to the Series X all day. It's a little in the face. When we get that information and the final specs and the PS5, we can compare that. This thing's 300 bucks. 
Or yeah. like mobs of people just going to buy it because done, period, literally. Like I went into a store. I want to buy this for myself or somebody else. I don't want to think about it all day. Holy cow, that thing is as much as the old console I bought. I'll take it, you know. It, it clears the bar for next gen. I'm in next gen. I did it. I made it. You're, you're seeing like not just people that wouldn't be in at $500 or $600 if that was their only option, but you're seeing people being like, well, I might as well get both the Series X and the Series S. That I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, there, there, are, there are absolutely people that are, that are saying yeah. they're, they're in for both. So, um, But one thing, to take it a step further, back to Ian's earlier point, uh, a few months back, uh, they are pushing their all-access program. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going out mm -hmm. to more countries. Oh, yeah. They're really putting it forward because when Ian made that proposition, it existed. Just we weren't aware of it because they weren't yeah. really marketing that heavily towards the core gamers. Now that next gen is coming, it's like right up front. They're like, "Hey, you can get this machine for twenty-five bucks a month. If you want the X, you can get that for thirty-five bucks a month, and you get Game Pass, and, and, you, get and you get Game Pass. Yeah, it's, crazy. It's that genius. was a big part of that trailer. Is that Game this, Pass ad? Th it doesn't stop, man. The, we did that bit, you know, for mandatory update, Ian, and it's like yeah, we yeah. scratched the surface, man. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I legit it's, was like, this is, good, this is a good bit. It's not gonna be funny in a year. They're gonna, you know. How far are they're they really going to take plays, this? They're great plays, man. It's a, yeah. it's a great play. This is, Microsoft is being so smart with If this you're Microsoft, game. do you make more X's or S's? I don't know how they figure that yeah. out. Neither Ooh. do I. Or if it's really like a concern. What is that be demand going to be like? The road, but, Especially uh, yeah. if you can just pay 10 bucks more a month. Right. Yeah, to with, the, with, the, yeah. with the payment plan, yeah, it's like, Because oh, I wonder why, if why we'll not? see like X doing well and people excited about X and obviously like people reviewing stuff on X and, and you know, coverage and streaming a lot on X. But threes are just like, they're gone. They're like the switch. Like you, you can't, threes are just sold out everywhere because it's the S's? one that most people, or sorry, the yeah. you know, S is the, you know. That's just um, kind of like one thing I, I just realized, remember, was it last week when we talked about Pokemon Masters? Mm -hmm. and well, it was we talked Poke about Pokemon Masters Sex. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's a different Pokemon. thing. So when they put it in the trailer and in the graphics, <laughs> in Magic Candy, they put we had fun X, last week. <laughs> then they put the S. They didn't do it the other way oh, around. Right, right. <laughs> smart, smart. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think, I mean, and we'll get into some of these payment things also because there are lots of, lots of other announcements uh, from Microsoft, but what kicked all this off, so here's, here's, here's where it starts to get interesting for me, for yours truly. The price and date leaked at 7.04 p.m. on September 7th from a tweet from who? Who else? Brad Sams. That's right. Yep. Uh, leaked it. He's the executive editor of the BWW Media Group, which currently has 56 followers on Twitter. So, 56, still? you know. Big scoop. Which is a small group, but still 56. Still still technically counts uh, for a group there. But he got uh, it on the internet. He got it on the internet. He just apparently, he's, he's, he's what is known as an Xbox insider in the world of social media. Um, Xbox freaked out uh, after posting a very funny tweet of a puppet. Uh, at 12.13 a.m. on Tuesday, that night, they uh, Xbox tweeted, let's make it official, and they officially announced it. Uh, before we get to what Xbox did, this uh, Brad Sams is just fascinating to me. So he's got 56 followers on Twitter for his company. Currently has just over 30K subs on YouTube. The channel he posted the video on where he explained all of this new information before anybody else. And the leaked video only got 268,000 views. This story was taken away from him so fast. Wario64 didn't even tag the guy in his tweet oh. when he said it later. Did Brad Sams get a win or a loss on this? <laughs> 
Oh, you got a win. I never heard of this guy. I never heard of him, so we're I'd talking say it's a win. about him. But not a huge not win. As, yeah, a not as big win. as a win as it could have been. Yeah. I'm just surprised because a lot of and I saw <laughs> one sentiment like uh, I wanted to snark on social media so bad, but I saw one, uh, somebody said later when they had I don't know if it was Brad or someone else they had the whole video like the actual release video of the S. It was somebody um, else, yeah. And they were like, "Well, I guess there's no point in holding this on." It's like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, unlike the people that actually made the video wanting to show it, but otherwise, please do show it. You know, like <laughs> screw those like, guys, Joe. I guess there's I I can't think of a reason. Why well, wouldn't just drop this video? But it was clearly an old video because when they put out the new one, because the the leaked one didn't have the date; it just said like November. Correct. Uh, yeah. And then the real one had November tenth. It had some other details thrown in there too. Well, and because of the controllers, like a month ago, we already knew November sixth ish, because those yeah. controller boxes don't display, said, yeah. don't display until November sixth. Yeah. So we have the Series S. It's crazy looking. Everybody's making memes. Say anything's my favorite. Where he's, uh, he's <laughs> holding, holding up the, the series. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's the question on everybody's mind. What about the X, baby? We got, okay. So now rumors, the rumors are also haven't been confirmed yet by Microsoft that if we got, you know, the S for $299, we are going to get the X for $499. And we're going to get all our dreams are going to come true with this thing. All the specs that Blood compared didn't have it at the time. On Wednesday, Microsoft confirms Series X $499 would launch on November 10th as well. So now we have the launch date for both of those things. They tweeted out, this is the tweet at 6.02 a.m. and announced that pre-orders would go live on September 22nd. Um, so overall, yeah, I, I think they handled this with a lot of grace. Uh, I think they mm-hmm. I think they allowed to, to laugh at themselves. A lot of people compared it to what Sony did this gen that was different from PS3. They were very cocky. They had a lot of weird inventions that they were trying to, to push and uh, a lot of weird exclusives like Lair and stuff that just did not go well. And then they kind of like you know, got humble, and then the PS4 era, you know, learned to uh, learn to laugh a little bit. And I think that's what we saw Microsoft do this week. Do you agree? Yeah, um, I think... Yeah, it, it's it's funny to me because I, I think seeing, like, Phil Spencer in there and everything, like, just just being like, hey, we're going to announce this later, but, you know, yeah. here it is. Mm-hmm. Things it's supposed to be next week, you know? but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh, in terms of the price, yeah, that was my point. That was that I totally slipped my mind for some reason. Um, I think it's funny because I think everyone was getting so nervous that these prices were taking so long to come out that they were going to be higher than ever. That we were going to see six hundred dollars again, which we haven't seen since the PS3, and now five hundred dollars, which basically cost Xbox last generation by being mm-hmm. $500 while PS4 is $400, is now seen as a relief. Everyone's right. like, thank goodness, it's only $500. Maybe that was yeah. their whole play, man. Yeah. Yeah. Strategy. You've, got, you've got not only like them taking a long time to announce the price, but you also have all these reports coming out that games are going up in price, right? And so right. When, you, when you have that narrative going, like of, of course you're going to think like, oh, you know, there's reason to worry, I guess, sure. is what I'm trying to say. Which, like, Microsoft kind of, like, if game prices go up, that's great for Microsoft, too, because then more people might just subscribe to Game Pass. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's just right. like, they can't go wrong. And, like, I have Game Pass, I mean, I accidentally have Game Pass Ultimate for the Xbox as well, because I got it to play Sea of Thieves while I was over at Sophia's house. But, like, I've I, basically my PC is, like, a xbox triple x you know mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. i've got game pass pc on it 
And so it's just like, I feel like I'm part of the Xbox family, next You're gen in the Xbox dude. family ecosystem. And I don't even have to buy a damn Xbox. Yeah. And it's fantastic. But they've, it's- they've, 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 won, they've won the like, the game, game pass is, is Microsoft is just a huge victory for Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, it's smart because they don't have those killer apps like yeah. Sony really has. So I right. think they took a very different approach. <laughs> I was super skeptical about this approach. I'm like, how does this, how are you going to make money kind of thing? Yeah. But it seems to be working for them. So good on them. Well, you're totally right. I mean, like Sony, the PS5, like probably will win the console war, whatever. But like Microsoft isn't playing the console war anymore. Referring They're, to units sold, you know, right, like they can, they right. can make, we, we can right. run the numbers on what, you know, the Game Pass makes them and what it gets for just PC people when they're not technically, you know, shipping those consoles or shipping those systems or cards or whatever. Um, like but uh, Sony's got a, Sony will have more like exclusives that probably maybe more people care about. And like, yeah, I assume my guess is that PS5 will sell better on, on the, you know, life cycle total. But yeah, like, Microsoft has like an infrastructure that Sony doesn't, and they're going to mm-hmm. make more money, maybe through if that. You, if you're Sony right now, do you freak out? Are you in a rush, or you just let Microsoft have their moment? And you're like, ah, we'll be back. We'll we'll come out in a week or two, and then we'll we'll blow yeah, our, we'll I blow think, our stuff up. And I don't think they need to like full blown panic yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm saying this from their perspective, but it's like I don't know if I'd be freaking out if if you can just kind of you know, open up your Rolodex and go, well, yeah, this is look forward to playing Horizon Dawn Zero Two. <laughs> yeah. Uh Spider Man. Spider Man. Demon Souls. It's like it's like we've we, it's like we we still have games that people want to play. And I think as long as you're in that position, uh I don't know that you're necessarily yeah, like for Ratchet and Clank, yeah. And it's like and Clank, yeah. I mean you yeah, can I keep it, going, right? It hurts that I yeah. think Halo's next year. That could have like really oh, yeah. helped. Mm. But, but it's like good delay halo i think they're doing better, yeah uh, yeah i think that's the smart move but i think they're doing the best they can with what they got but yeah sony sony comes out the gate and just goes like oh and here's a god of war 2 trailer and like they win <laughs> yeah yeah in a traditional I, sense but it's the non-traditional thing that is interesting right like mm-hmm. compare, yeah. compare how we were talking about microsoft a month ago with with the one-two punch of boy, Halo Infinite looks really underwhelming, and they're delaying it. What are we going to be playing on our new Xboxes? And now, they have all this momentum, and people are excited, and you know they're they're jazzed about the price. They, they like the options. They like Game Pass. Like it's just yeah, it's a completely different. Yeah, it's kind of weird how people are like right now at least aren't like, well, what am I going to play on it? In that kind of mode, thinking about it, they're just stoked about the price of they're it. They're just stoked. Yeah, but then I think I do I do anticipate. You know, in a couple of weeks, people are going to remember like there's not much to play on it. Well, and, like well, to, yeah. to a degree, but then you yeah. think about Game Pass, right? And that's, yeah. well, right. That's, that's what I was going to say. Is like yeah. as a Game Pass engine, there's yeah. hundreds of games to play on it. It's just not none of them are new, hot, new, sexy exclusives. You know, or not many. Yeah, not it amuses many. me the Xbox Game Pass title montage that shows up in lots of press conferences and commercials and trailers and stuff like that. It's interesting how my opinion of Game Pass rises and falls depending on the context of when I'm seeing these games. You know, if they're like really trying to push the X and they're like, man, this is, you wait till you see next gen. And then it's like that Forza game that came out a year ago. And this, you're like, okay, wait, you see Thieves. And it's like, yes, but you know, what are these new releases going to be? When you tell me I can give Microsoft $25 and for that first month, I have a Series S and access to 100 plus games. Um, it it that montage just looking a lot better. 
Yeah, more of a value there for sure. Compare that to usually how the first month of owning a new console feels, right? Like there might be one or two games that you're right. really excited about, but then otherwise you're like, do I want to spend $60 or now, you know, $70 potentially on something that just looks okay, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you, it, it feels like, especially at console launch, you have to fork over a lot of money to be underwhelmed. Yeah. Well, and then now, yeah, day, day four or five or six, you're done yeah. with the game that came right. out. And Do right. you want to spend $60 on Godfall? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, dude, people the spent $60 on Knack, man. Yeah. Don't don't help hey, people with new hardware. Whoa, whoa, Knack's a whole different situation. We're not. <laughs> don't you be giving give me Godfall energy when we're talking about Knack. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben, uh, continue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ben, you were finishing your point, sorry. No, now I'm just, uh, Brad, you're right. You're right. People are excited <laughs> about new hardware, so they'll buy games. Right. But, yeah, yeah I, I think the idea of having Game Pass and having so much, and if you don't like something, just being able to move on, yeah. it feels, at least conceptually, like it kind of staves away that yeah. Also, like, problem. don't underestimate the power of Cyberpunk. Like, if they, I don't remember what, when they said that the next gen upres patch would be out if that was right i don't think they have said i don't think they've said yet yeah. but um even even playing it if possible without that new patch like i bought a 2080 you know obviously for my job but like cyberpunk was was in my thought process as well and now the 3080 i'm like going to snap that up even though it's like way overkill <laughs> for everything and it's like cyberpunk is not no small I love how, like, that, you know? every ally that has talked about upgrading their PC, like, eventually when you get down to the bottom of it, it's like, yeah, it's Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Because <laughs> like, that's, like, the, you know, the tech show piece we got right now yeah. that we could think of. Well, and, and man, speaking of Cyberpunk and Next Gen, it's like, for, forget, like, getting through the console launch woes. It's like, Cyberpunk looks like it could potentially keep you occupied for the next for a for all long time. Yeah. 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 Phil Spencer tweeted, <clears throat> and I quote, I know it's been a wait for price date, pre-order date. Thanks to the community for their support and encouragement. Smiley face. Great to see the reactions. Really proud of how the team handled their support. Uh, the unscripted announce, supposed to be next week, but oh well. Why did you turn Phil Spencer into George Bush? Yeah, I was like, Can't what is he, George lunch. Bush now? You used to have a spot on Phil Spencer. <laughs> like I'm rusty, it's been a while. <laughs> we we had, we did multiple takes, Ian. We, we did multiple takes. takes. Yeah, we had to we had to direct out the bush. Next week, Brandon Kagan on Patreon wants to know what about Xbox wanting to have next week be the time to announce their next gen plan makes sense. What's next week? What's like after PAX before TGS? It's during what, PAX. Yeah. During um, PAX. PAX starts Saturday, so we don't what know when any, next what week. What is time anymore? PAX what, goes what for a good while though. PAX is like all week or something. Is that? Oh, it is a super long PAX. That's right, it's like a week and a half. I wonder if, and I don't know if any of it matters, but it's the week before TGS, but I doubt they'll really have a presence there. Mm. Uh, they actually are. They, they've, oh. they've said that, they're, but it's all going to be in Japanese and directed at the Japanese audience. So. Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah. They've Blue been after too. bigger foothold over there for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's what's interesting to me is like, I, I don't know that any of this is going to matter to Japan, uh, but right. I do think that uh, I'm curious whether we'll ever hear about them increasing some market share in some form in Europe with PC Game Pass. 
a uh, lot of PC players in Europe just don't even care about consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's a good way for them to really start getting those those franchises and yeah, just subscription sales. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. P- Game Pass on PC is only five bucks. Uh, not for long. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, they're upping. They're upping it. Uh, October goes to ten. It has said be- beta. It goes to the ten. Beta is Still ending, cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Because you get free online on or free online multiplayer on yeah. PC. Yeah. You know who? Uh, you know what the the people in the UK like? You know what those British folks like? They like that FIFA. They, oh, yeah. they like that football. You know who owns that FIFA? Electronic Arts. I was going to say, mm, not Microsoft. Yeah. No. But recently announced, EA Play is merging with Xbox Game Pass. If you get Xbox Game Pass, PC Game Pass, and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you now get or will get soon EA Play at no extra cost. So all yeah. of that silly stuff. Again, it's the same thing with the montage. You, you flashed me an EA Play montage. And I'm just like, eh. Um, but if it's a part of Game Pass, um, EA Play is typically five bucks a month. You just get it, you know, combined with everything else, all the different plans that we talked about. Um, that's actually pretty awesome. It's insane. Yeah, what a week. Cool. What a week. And for that this, does that does for feel, the you put it into, for this company. <laughs> you put it into context. That that does indicate to me that maybe Europe is part of the plan in a bigger way. Oh, yeah, sure. FIFA yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I hadn't thought yeah, about yeah, that. Need for I was like, oh, Sony Land. Hey, Mass Europe. Effect. You're part of the plan. You're part of the plan. Brett, you know, EA wasn't on Steam for a while. Now they're on Steam. Uh, now that they're, 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 they're team playing up with Microsoft, not something EA is known to do. They, mm-hmm. they like to have their own events. They like to have their own services, their own accounts. Uh, we just recently had four looks at EA games that I thought were fairly cool. There's a neat EA Star Wars game coming out soon. Like, is it... Can I be excited about EA? Is that something where... I can I be like grateful? Are these these are new emotions that I'm having with the AI? I think that... Jones, you're allowed to feel however you want to feel about oh, it. Okay. You can be excited if you want. That's okay, dude. Right. Like me, I'm always a little reserved. Always, you know, guard up. I I get a little excited, but like, you know. They've been around a long time. We know what they've done. It's okay. But, you know, <laughs> just just be, just be like do your research, I would say. I, I know what you did last we know what you've done. Yeah. We know you done EA. <laughs> We've seen your loot box scandals. But yeah, this just this seems like a value proposition that it's like a va- from EA a value proposition. And I don't mean to run the you know the joke into the ground with this company. It just uh um just surprised at all of the moves from from both of these parties that, that happened this week. <sighs> I don't know, man. I think that's smart. They're just filling like when I just think of Xbox and like their giant gaping hole of like they're both sinking, the hole is exclusive games. For like first party that you're excited with they're just plugging up with a bunch of cool little other things yeah they're just taking a different approach i wonder if ea play goes away because i'm trying to think like that's what, a good question ian they still if, want their own subscribers the people free, just want that yeah yeah i wonder how you, many there are though EA play also includes the early access to certain games i wonder yeah i was wondering yeah, if game pass get, would have that too you get spotify premium you get something i can't remember get discord Anthem, premium Anthem or whatever early. it's called um so yeah, and and it, as I said, I think there's exciting things happening for EA, you know, on the horizon. So I just imagine people getting like getting into Game Pass, and then we like finally get you know Dragon Age Four, and they're like, oh wait, <laughs> I have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's gonna be the story of you know Xbox in this next gen. It's just we were we're we're feeling it now, where we just well, discover EA things. Play is a little different in that you don't get all of their games. 
you basically get like a back catalog um, and then you get special perks or early access for newer games yeah um but a good you know potentially good time to invest when you don't even have to do it or realize you're doing it it just just flip a switch it just happens um i wonder if they will expand continue to expand this right as their audience grows in the way that like netflix did like hey i wonder if they'll make you play a part of game pass at some Mm. point doesn't seem impossible doesn't seem impossible at this point do you play include games is it just uh, i think it's just what is it called is it ubisoft now i was i was saying it there it's you play is it well you play is their weird dumb club thing what is the oh. name of the... Yeah, I don't know. I can hear people in the audience. Yeah. In the future, <laughs> yeah. just yelling. No, I was, I, Steep you fans are like, oh, come on, you called. play plus. You play plus. plus. Easy to forget. You yeah, play yeah, plus. You play plus. That's not... That's weird. You play plus. Yeah, that's not a nice name. It's not yeah. a good thing to say out loud. Plus. I wonder, yeah, did Microsoft call everybody? You know, did EA just finally jump oh, at dude. the offer? Yeah. And, you know, Microsoft yeah. just keeps nagging people. Ubisoft. Shaking a lot of hands. Ubisoft's like, we're busy right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. We're yeah. having a couple of bad months. We'll talk to you in October. Yeah, boring mm-hmm. conversation anyway. <clears throat> also this week, I'm going to run through a series of headlines that I feel are somewhat important. Uh, but we're going to get through them as fast as possible so we can wrap up this podcast in a timely manner. PAX Online starts this weekend. Uh, verbatim from Blood in Slack, the next generation edition of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt will be available as a standalone purchase on PC, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation 5, and is a free update for current owners of the game on PC, Xbox One, or PlayStation 4. Mm. Nice. Twitch Twitch Sings, shutting down on January 1st. We failed, Ian. We uh, never got around we to it. Sure well, we sure did could. a whole we heck of not... Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we got time. We, we still won't. could. Uh, a Shenmue anime announced uh, as a Crunchyroll and Adult anime. Swim production. Yep, crazy. Um, I, we get we get about one a month at this rate, and so it's exciting. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> From Matt Piscatella, seven, like we mentioned earlier, seventy-two percent of Steam survey participants run nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Only two percent, around two percent, are playing at four K. Um, uh, just interesting to note. And again, these are just uh, Steam people and uh people on steam and there are lots of other fun stats this is a report that steam put up but uh piscatel is always good at uh, picking out the interesting points crash bandicoot demo coming out on september 16th mm-hmm. yeah Woo. dirt five <laughs> yeah. delayed from october <laughs> yeah. 9th to november 5th oh yeah that was interesting it was like let's just make this an x-gen game and not worry about shipping it twice yeah. <laughs> we're seeing lots of release dates kind of oh okay they announced it mm-hmm. all right well we actually would love it if you play our game on that day when all those consoles come out. Um, speaking of 4K, Nintendo has apparently asked developers to make Switch games, quote, 4K ready. Yeah, that's yes. a juicy rumor. Let's make sure that people that's know. A, that's, that's a rumor. Not confirmed. The, the yeah. most juicy. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, but that would be that would be fun. Well, I mean, it, it, also, I mean it also lines up with uh, rumors of um, 2021 being the year pro- most likely we will get some sort of new Switch, uh, whether that is uh, whatever, what form that takes. Please, new Switch. Please. I'd buy it. Super Mario 3D All-Stars was getting uh, a lot of heat last week, but is currently the second biggest selling game of 2020 on Amazon's U.S. storefront. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, oh shit, I gotta buy it. Explain yeah. <laughs> about that price all you want. So that's the that's, that's kind of the boomerang of Nintendo news. It's just like, how dare they? And I bought it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no More Heroes 3 has been delayed to 2021. Uh, the notice uh, slash tweet on this was directly from Suda51. Very apologetic, very personal. Um, definitely a look into the struggles that a lot of devs are facing right now and trying to get their stuff done. I, I uh, thought to myself, I was like, what if he just, he says this and he just releases it tomorrow? Like, that yeah. just seems like a very pseudo-51. Dude, <laughs> yeah, very crazy. Like, oh, I'm very, I'm very sorry about the delay. And then it just appears on the stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, two weeks later, he says, like, again, we're still on developing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're doing well. Thanks to everyone want- who reviewed it. But hopefully we'll get it in your hands soon. I want Suda to come out and reveal, you know, just how he's had, like, these quick cameos in places you don't expect him uh, throughout the summer and all these different events. I want him to come out and reveal that there's, like, 30 more of those cameos that you just didn't catch. Haven't They're, like, noticed. one or two frames somewhere. <laughs> or in one of your favorite games. He's just, in RE8. Yeah. That was his face in Hunt Down. Yeah, swipe of the hockey stick. Oh, I never freeze frame that. I gotta go find that. Oh sucker. yeah, we gotta screen. figure out who some, it is. Some, some excellent and creepy and. I think uh, it's pixel d- blink art. And you, Jack blink and you'll miss it. Oh okay. Mm. So That's my guess. But pixel I don't art know. in there. Uh, several unreleased Game Boy games were revealed in another chunky Nintendo leak, uh, which is always I fun. Yeah, lots cool. more, lots more stuff in there. I won't go through specific titles and stuff, but some fun, weird stuff that never happened. Uh, GameStop plans to close another 400 to 450 stores this fiscal year. Shocking. Ouch. Uh, people got to look at Call of Duty Black Ops Cold Wars multiplayer. Um, I, again, not going to go into specific modes and stuff outside of a 40-player fire team mode. Uh, and all of the uh, sentiment seems to be pretty jolly. Not something that uh, we really blew out here at Easy Alice. Did not do a lot of coverage about that announcement. But that was happening this last week. Mm. Gaming historian Kurt Vendel, founder of the Atari Museum, passed away unexpectedly at 53. That's all we know. It was uh, oh. unexpectedly mm. just passed at a... Uh, too too soon as far as i'm concerned someone got doom running on a pregnancy test screen oh yeah i actually follow this guy i've been following him a couple weeks he, he he does a lot of really cool and informative teardowns and people asked him to tear down a pregnancy test and he did that and then he just started going to town experimenting with it so it's not really running on the pregnancy test but he's using the screen and the resolution of the screen uh to basically run a video of doom it's something to look at on the internet for sure. <laughs> and you can now play as a deer in Red Dead Online. That's like the first thing that Red Dead Online has announced where I'm like, really? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe more animals in the future. Maybe more. It is time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. I gotta get the right tone for this one. Hold on. <clears throat> Friends, I have a serious problem. I'm too good at Tony Hawk. I used <laughs> to think I was only good among friends and family, but I am in the top 30 on the PS4 competitive leaderboards and right. regularly pull off multi-million point combos. Not number have, one. Have you ever been so good at a video game where people don't want to play with you because they know you'll win? In the online multiplayer age, has your love of a multiplayer game ever significantly eaten into your single-player game time? I want to play Wasteland 3, but I'm too enamored with Tony Hawk's glorious return. And frankly, too too good, says Jason Wojnar. <laughs> Anything you're just good. too darn you good at. Say, like, just the tone that you use, I thought you were going to say, like, from Kyle Bossman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cop, pff, Kyle's not that good at Tony Hawk, come on. Um, I know oh, that there's I know that there's definitely some fighting game tournaments that we were just like ah <laughs> because if cause you were like reviewing it Ben and it was just like yeah um, <laughs> that might not 
when I was uh, be prudent. young, this was in the GoldenEye age, and I'm, I'm, I think both you and Huber would blow me out of the water in GoldenEye now, and I think you have, but uh, I, I invited a neighbor kid over to play GoldenEye, and it was just like 40 to 2, and I just, it was bad, and he like was not having a good time, and that didn't feel good. I don't know if there's any like online game that I've been... Well, the, the experience I always have is, like, I think I'm pretty good at something. Like, Puyo Puyo Tetris or something. Like, all my friends and family, I, I beat them most of the time, you know? And then I go online, like, we did that one stream, and, like, a, like a pro person comes in and just, like, mops the floor with mm -hmm. us in, in ways yeah. that we don't even comprehend. And it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a feeling. <laughs> uh, at a point in my life, I was super good at Team Fortress 2. And, I mean, I played online, obviously, and I'd wipe the floor with people on it. Like, I never did a tournament or anything, so I don't know against actual pros, but I was very good at that game at a point. But I probably suck. I was good at Counter-Strike once, because I spent, like... Just one time? So much time. Well, it was, like, in, in high school specifically, I was very good at it. Ah. And, you know, when I play it now, it's like, no, like, it was not even yeah. close to that level. I used to be at. A story uh, I, I recall from uh, Game Trailers that was really great. Brent Phillips, who built EasyAllies.com, mm. and his uh, friend Ryan Kramer, who worked, the two of them worked together building tech stuff for Game Trailers for many years. Uh, both insanely enamored with Super Smash Brothers Melee. And yeah. they played all the time at a GameCube in their office. Apparently in yep. college, like they, they were like the best amongst their friends. I can't remember what the game was. I think it was Arkham Asylum. We had an extra copy of a game. And we were just like, hey, anybody want to play Arkham Asylum? And both Ryan and Brent were like, huh? And they looked at each other, they're like, settle it and smash. And they went into their <laughs> office, and Brent Phillips walked out with Arkham Asylum, took it home over the weekend. Settling it and smash feels good. Man, Ian, speaking of games that, like, you're good at or were good at amongst your friends growing up and then, like, being exposed to the broader world. Like, yeah. among my friends growing up, I was pretty good at smash. Like, playing people now, it's like, I yeah, people miserably are miserably bad at Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had that experience with game trailers, but basically just fighting games in general, where, you know, it's like, I yeah, I always had those friends that, you know, we'd, we'd go over to each other's houses and, and play Street Fighter or Killer Instinct or whatever on consoles. And, you know, I, 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 and then I had a while where I just like, I didn't have that many friends to play with. I had roommates and stuff that I would play casually, but nobody that was really into it, you know? And so, yeah, it was just kind of that thing where it was like, you're sort of playing, but you, you know, you're taking it easy so people don't have a bad time. And then, yeah, I get the game trailers and like Rich Brown or Justin Spear, they would just unapologetically just destroy <laughs> me in like seven seconds and i like i what i don't know what i'm doing uh, just i have no idea the whole time. how to deal with you i miss having my justin and patrick around to play fighting yeah. games with and learn from but also i miss them playing each other yeah they would get so salty <laughs> <laughs> they would get so salty. one time i went to game dude i think with patrick and uh he just casually put in a quarter in, I think, what is it, Street Fighter, Al or, or no, Street Fighter 3? Well, at Game Dude, it's Third Strike. They have a Third Strike. Yeah, Third Strike. No, yeah, no. yeah. Just, I don't uh, think his, it may not be working now. Uh, but yeah, he just put in one quarter and beat the entire <laughs> arcade campaign. <laughs> nice. I, just, I just stood there and watched him, and I was like, oh, okay. The question <laughs> is, who did he play? I can't remember who he was. Yeah, might have been Ryu. We'll Ryu? Next week. 
Yeah, so the, clo the closest I ever get to anything like that is just with, with racing games. Mm. I remember, Jones, you got real salty when we did our little... Oh my God! We were gonna do one. It was seriously. It was like it was like an invitational. You know what I mean? It was like it was like the the fight in Rocky Four, where you know where like Apollo was fighting Drago. It's like this is just this is just for the fans, man. Just calm yeah. down. I was like, we're just gonna drive from A to B. I will be conversing with chat because I'm hosting the stream. All I need for you is just to drive casual. We start the stream, blood gone, and like I I got booted out. Because I was too far from. Yeah, blood. that was a, that was that was upsetting. <laughs> it's like you ever have like a friend hour long race and yeah. like, oh, because I crossed the finish line, you have two minutes to get where I am. You're like twenty yeah. minutes behind. Do you ever have a friend who's like, you're like, how do I? Get, I mean, it doesn't happen now because we have got GPS in our phones, but it's just like, hey, uh, how do I get there? It's like just follow me, and then they just go like through a red light, and you're like, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flip side <laughs> of that though, if you're following somebody, you gotta keep up. This is like, true. I've had people follow me who drive like below the speed limit, and I, yeah. you know, don't do no that. No patience. No patience. Well, if the person behind you is driving appropriate, still don't run that red light. Well, you, right. yeah, you stop. You always play it Huber. safe at a light. You always a, stop yeah. early at a light when you have someone following you. Huber races. It's a different thing. Now I'm in a. Now I just want to. I'm in a fighting game mood. Mm. Ooh. Let's go. All right. Well, All right. podcast's almost over. You got a couple minutes, and then. Uh, Take your pick. Uh, let's play a game from Alexander Zirianov. Hello, allies. Want to Hi. play a game? Then let's test your knowledge of gaming engines. You'll hear a game studio's oh, name, boy. and you must respond with the engine's name that is created and used by this studio. For example, if you hear Crytek, the answer is... CryEngine. Yay! So you know how it goes. We got 15 of these suckers. Here we go. Uh, some, of them are some of them are extremely easy, but uh, let's do it. Id Software. Uh, Id Tech. Nice. Nice. One for Ben. Uh, dice. Oh, oh frostbite. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frostbite. Nice. Of course, of course. <laughs> Gorilla Games. Destination. Decima. 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 Blood got Decima. that one. Nice. Uh, Valve. Source. Source. Nice. Yeah. It's. It takes two seconds, and then literally everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when like you know it's in your brain. You're like, well, I don't have to search for. You know, I don't yeah. have to like really think about it hard. It's mm -hmm. just. It takes at least two seconds. Massive entertainment. Oh. Snowdrop? Yes, blood. Holy crap, what? Bloodworth. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, what? No idea. That's division. Oh. Nice. Yep. Four, eight, four A games. Oh. What is it called? Yeah. I don't even know what they make. This is it's Metro. Not it's not Metro. tricky. It's not tricky at all. Four A engine. There it is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nice and simple. CD Projekt Red. I don't know. Actually, Witcher engine. Oh, what are they? What is it called? What is it called? Not quite as easy as 4A games, but it close to being that easy. Red. Oh, Red Engine. engine. Red, red engine. engine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Brad got that. Arcane Studios. Oh shit. Oh, Arcane. Ooh, the engine that. making Death Loop. What's it called? I can picture it coming. Both. What's it called? Hmm. I don't know that. I don't one. know. The. Uh, WoW expansion was called Legacy of the... Oh, no, that was StarCraft, sorry. Void? Void Engine. Void? Um, no, that one. <laughs> wasn't there a I Void was expansion like, to WoW? A was Void, void or something? No. Something called no. Void. <laughs> All right. You made my brain stop. Yep. <laughs> I did. Mission accomplished. Bethesda Game Studios. Broken. Bethesda Engine. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll allow it, Ben. Nope, it's the Broken Engine. Zenimax Studio. Gamebrew? Ironically called the Creation Engine. Creation uh, Engine. Okay. Uh, Remedy Entertainment. 
Torchlight? Touchlight. T Northlight. Yeah! There wow. you go. Northlight storytelling engine. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar. I wouldn't have gotten this right. I, I, I recall it now that I he see it, but... Uh, Rockstar engine. Yeah. Rage, the Rockstar Advanced oh. Game Engine. Rage. Wow. Rage. Ubisoft sure. Montreal. A deep cut. Oh, I don't know. Anvil next, one word. Oh, oh. Anvil, yep. Uh, Techland. <laughs> also broken. Who's currently working on what? <laughs> yeah, what is... <laughs> Dying Light, right? Oh, that's still Techland, that's right. Okay, yeah, Dying Light 2. Um, hey, I don't know this one. Chrome Engine. Mm -hmm. 343 Industries. I should know this. I don't. Mm. Uh, yeah, some of these engines having problems. Slip space engine. Yeah, no. And finally, it's a race. It's a race to see who gets it first. Epic Games. Unreal. Unreal. Hey, uh, uh, you, you knew it was Unreal, didn't you, Ben? I mean, I, uh, yeah. I just I was, assumed. I was waiting for Luminous engine or something. Yeah, I, uh, Luminous definitely popped Luminous. Head, Crystal please. engine. Shout out to Cody S, who has worked Lumber to get yard. this in the podcast. Cody S has made efforts to get this in many mm. occasions, uh, and I'm I, I'm finally gonna gonna throw it at you. I got Ben on here. I'm curious about Ben's take. Hello, allies. I've been a big fan since the GT days, and you and the folks over at Critical Role are probably my favorite groups of people to watch on the internet. So, in honor of my two loves, D and D and video games, I thought, you see what that happened, Hall of Greats fans, D and D and video games. I thought of a game to bring together the fun of Dyson. Of dice rolling go. and video games. I gotta I will go. List, I will list. Yeah, is your camera bugging again? I will list yeah. two games, and you tell me which one you would rather play with the added game feature of a random dice rolling mechanic, like oh, that man. of the upcoming Baldur's Gate three, that affects the outcome of important story or gameplay moments. Love and respect, Cody. Uh, number X one, com. The Last of Us or Yakuza Zero. <laughs> I um, Yakuza. In in Last of Us, I feel like it would be tragic. In Yakuza, I feel like it could be tragic. Or hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious in Yakuza, yeah. Would yeah. I die more in a regular playthrough of Last of Us or less? I, hard to tell. Yeah. Um, Yakuza. Literally, the shotgun's going off, like, right near your face, and it's just like... Mm -hmm. Oh, you're out. Uh, Detroit Become Human or Life is Strange? Well, I don't want to play Detroit, so yeah, Life I don't want to play it at all. Detroit, Although, I think I would go with. I've never played it. Yeah. A so. David Cage game with insane random stuff happening would be... Well, just a normal David Cage game, I guess. Well, it'd probably be more coherent. Yeah, yeah. Detroit <laughs> has way more branches and in like mm. really crazy ways. So yeah, I think that oh, would okay. make That's more sense point. to me. Yeah. Mass Effect or Dragon Age? I'll say the first one. The first Dragon Age or the first Mass Effect. Sure. I feel like we're cutting from the same cloth here. Yeah. Yeah, six of one, half dozen of the other. Dude, I always want to say that phrase and can never memorize it. I got to put it on a flashcard or something. And really, I'm like, six fourths of eight and two eighths of six the of barn of the bush. And half dozen of another, which is also six. Right. Still not going to get it. Mortal Kombat 11 or Fall Guys? <laughs> Fall Guys already feels like it has one. Fall Guys already feels like it has one. one mode, it's like rolling 20s. And you're like, I hate this mode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this mode's the worst. Mortal Kombat would be funny. Sure. Uh, the Resident Evil franchise or the Metal Gear franchise? <laughs> Metal Gear for sure. Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, Metal Gear. Did, Things did can get pretty you? weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Legend of Zelda franchise or the Final Fantasy franchise? Final Fantasy. Final yeah, Fantasy. Final Although, Fantasy. I mean, it kind of has to an extent. 
A little bit. Depending on the game, yeah. There's definitely stuff going on under the hood. Uh, and uh, Cody would like to know if there's any other franchises you can think of that might be a little silly, might be fun, possibly better, or more amusing. Well, With randomizers... dice rolls. Randomizers in, like, Souls games are very popular. Those look like fun. Mm -hmm. So anything that can do that sort of stuff. But I like the idea of them using it for story stuff. Any Anything yeah. that would be, like, surprising, weird story turns, that could yeah. be funny. Like, a Yakuza game, I think, is the perfect example, because, like, just some random guy bursting through the wall and being like, your car's on fire, or something, is like, you know. <laughs> I guess yeah. you could you could kind of say the same thing about Zelda, going back to that example that he gave, but I would love it in Mario, right? Because in Mario, it's like, okay, you're always saving Peach, you're always fighting Bowser. I would love to have variation where it's like, Peach is dead, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Peach is dead, bro. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Luigi with his hand on Mario's yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Sorry, brother. <laughs> no, I just said I said XCOM at the beginning because I feel like a dice roll might actually be work more in your favor than yeah. the percentages that are already there. How would you know? It's like Folger's Coffee, the old ads. Lie. It's like, we've replaced his XCOM gameplay with dice rolls. Let's see if he can tell. One that uh, shouldn't take too long that uh, I definitely want to throw in from Andrew Traham Traheron. Hey, everyone. This week marked the launch of Sid Meier's memoir titled Sid Meier's Memoir, A Life in Computer Games. In it, hmm. he goes in depth talking about his career and the many franchises he spawned. Civilization, correct? Yes. Right. yes. Uh, pirates. Oh, pirates! With an exclamation yep. point, I remember yep. being one. I was like, oh, Sid Meier made that too. Because he loves to put his name on stuff. Uh, it made me realize just how few books there are about the gaming industry, and especially coming from those within it. Imagine how successful a memoir from Shigeru Miyamoto could be. I know Jason Schreier has a book, but I wonder if you guys have any books about gaming that you could recommend, or if there are any industry execs you'd like a book from. Specifically, I would love this second question. I can totally see Reggie writing one. Thanks for the continued stream of great content these past few months, Andrew. I could see Ed Boon writing a killer book. Even just like like metal dragon fiction. It doesn't even have to be a memoir. Oh, sure. You know, like I just want Ed Boon to go nuts. Uh, yeah. When I was in college and I was interested in writing about games, uh, there there was a book about writing about games, and I can't remember who wrote it. But um, I read it, and it was very informative, and it said something in there that has that kind of always stuck with me, where he's like, anytime you're evaluating a game... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just like shut off the television and you know think think about how this came from nothing and i was just like oh that's that's like a super appreciative way yeah. to i think to go into a critique and i, I liked that mindset that was an excellent point ben i was not laughing at you we just got no, omar okay. podcast bombed yeah 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 there's a there's a blank living room we're looking at where ian is supposedly at running around on the roof of his apartment complex i don't know but uh omar's there and cannot be stopped um yeah, Ebu would be fun. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, there's all sorts of fun little nuggets we get from uh, um, the father of Final Fantasy, the Gooch. Sakaguchi? Sakaguchi, oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be fun for just, just just get a concise report on all of the stuff he did on that series. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. So uh, many Japanese uh, developers I'd want info about. The story of Castlevania, like, you know, like, is a huge from, one. From Ueda, like, I want Ueda books so bad, just him talking about, yeah. like, him going through designs, like, even like Nomura talking about working on Final Fantasy or something like that versus 13 be fascinating. It feels so closed off in a yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's not from a developer, but I know uh, Chris Kohler's done uh, a book on I believe it was Final Fantasy V, um, and then the publisher of that they have a whole a whole series of them that they have from different authors. So I would check that out if you're into the to those kinds of things. Yeah, there is a book series where they do bring in like one-off celebrity authors to just work 
you know, I remember Alexa Korea did the one on uh, Kingdom Hearts, and the cover is literally just a lollipop, and it's just like her take on the whole series. And um, so, yeah, it's interesting seeing people come in. They're like, "Hey, look Dude, at that! I wrote a book just in this one series." Kojima, he's got to he's got to come in and just ruthlessly spill the tea. But it would be like House of Leaves, you know. You wouldn't. It's like you'd finish. You're like, right, oh, did right. you read Kojima's book? Like, yeah. It's like. Did I he ever I like get it? into his games? Like he, I, he might have. I don't know. Like <laughs> that part with the desert. That might have been him talking about Metal Gear. I don't. He didn't yeah. ever say Metal Gear in the it's book. But Kojima's book metaphors. would really. It would just be a, a, a memoir about his his experience with time travel, and we would learn, <laughs> yeah. you know, how he's been able to predict all these things for all these years. Right. Kojima and get to the main a book about konami and then konami or not konami somebody needs to make a book about kojima right like there has to be multiple sides of of and then kojima would do a book about them right uh, what i really want is the the book to take the form of a, a series of correspondences between best friends kojima and jeff Keeley. Mm. and uh you know like a dracula or something where the whole book oh, is dude. just letters written to each other a one-act play yeah ian, ian. Ian, <laughs> a one-act play. The two of yes. them in a room, just hashing it out. Yes, talking about old times. My love. Yeah. I'm or you just read. Game or you just you just get some <laughs> <laughs> through a wall. Pyramus and Thisbe, <laughs> just uh, through the crack in the wall. Um, or you just read some weird sci-fi book, and at the end, you're like, oh, it was a Keeley memoir all along, or it was a uh, Kojima, Kojima memoir. I didn't know. Um, could you have a Keeley? With, the, with that a Kojima memoir. Well, Guillermo the, uh, and Norman Reedus and Keeley, they would all have guest yeah. spots in the book. Norman Reedus doing well. Getting his own Walking Dead show, that guy. Good for him. I would love an extra casual Kojima book where he's just like, yeah, I don't know. I just made it up as I went along. Really, yeah. no, no grand plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just his Twitter account on paper. Yeah. It is time for bets. Next week's bet. Spelunky 2 launches on September 15th. How long will its launch trailer be? If there is no launch trailer, lowest score wins. So I uh, advised... We don't need your camera. It's fine, Ian. I brought uh, my camera. I, I advised <laughs> oh, no. the, these panelists and my fellow team member, Daniel Bloodworth, that the uh, three trailers for Spelunky 2 right now, there is an announcement. Tra- there was an announcement at PGW 2017, then a gameplay trailer, then a release date reveal trailer. All of these are on Sony's channel. Sony loves talking about Spelunky 2, and Sony also loves launch trailers but there's not a launch trailer yet so if there is not a launch trailer by this time next week when we record the podcast the lowest uh trt will win what is yours ian one minute and 12 seconds Ooh, okay Ooh. uh ben moore uh one minute 40 seconds ah brad ellis 30 seconds damn it <laughs> bloodworth <laughs> One minute and four seconds. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Uh, just underneath Ian with one minute and ten seconds. Ooh, oh. Ian's got uh, the high. So we'll see. Oh wait, yeah. I do. No, I have no. Ben, ben, has, no, ben, ben has the high. One forty. Yeah. Well, the other team. I've got the a very strange way. little weird. We've got yeah. the low and the high, baby. Yeah. Yeah. If it's one minute though, we win. So we're, we'll see. We'll see how long that. Uh, I just remember the last time I did a launch trailer thing, I got burnt. It was short. They were small. I'm like one and a half is always just a good average, but we shall see. Last week's bet, which I get to check live right now, Borderlands Psycho Krieg at the Fantastic Fuster Cluck launched this week. When we record this episode, how many likes will the latest tweet have on the Borderlands account? I bet 1,800. Daniel Bloodworth bet 888. 
Ben Moore bet 963. Michael Damiani bet 5,000. Big Borderlands fan, that Damiani. And Ian <laughs> Hank bet 712. Refresh and scroll. The latest tweet from Borderlands. Note to Xbox players, we have pushed an update to address reports that season pass holders couldn't access the DLC. This change may take up to 30 minutes to appear. Please retry your download then. We apologize for the inconvenience. Probably not a lot of likes going to get on that one, are there? No. The amount of likes on that tweet, 621. Ian Hink is the closest. Ian Hink wins. Oh. Ian Hink had the low. Got him. Damn it. How, what was Ian's? 712. Oh, yeah. Quite Less than 100 away. As I feared, but. Yeah. Ugh. Push and update tweets. You hate to see it. Bringing okay. our scores to Jovial Penguins, 12. Appetite for destruction, contempt for the czars of fashion. Wait, don't tell me. Naked sexual charisma. Astonished Scorpions, eight. (gasps) Astonished, we're four points behind. That's why I'm astonished. I never hear our score because I'm doing these dumbass quotes. (laughs) It's okay. You're competitive, but, you know, I'm not impressed. I'm just sad. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. It is where you can go to get a lot of things from the Easy Allies for a monetary exchange. We have all sorts of goals and tiers. For $5, you get a bunch of stuff early. You get this podcast early, and you can be involved in love and respect, and you can be a part of Silver Lining, which is our uh, nice little sentiment, hopefully kicking off the podcast. And every now and then, I like to drop a little quote, as I've done for Brandon K. Gann and others, where people like to comment on the stories that we are very likely to talk about in any given week. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies is also where you just find out a lot of information about us. Ben Moore, who is on this podcast, does a D&D session with a specific group every single month. Once a month, right? That's right. Well, no, um, it's actually twice a month. We do twice, twice a, month. a month. Yeah. So these people are... T- ben has been taking this crew on an adventure mm-hmm. through the shadows of Easy Allies for such a long time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I love, I love the concept of animating D&D sessions as crazy expensive as it is. We had a showcase post this month, another tier, $10, patreon.com slash Easy Allies, where somebody animated something that I think was 12 seconds and it just showed all the different steps of how they did it. So, um, But I would love, if all of that was animated, if we could go back and live through all of those adventures that you have been on with those lovely patrons. I have been on an emotional journey with the patrons at our shout-out tier, 250 bucks. Uh, three people at that tier now. If you want to jump fourth. in, you can do four. Four at the fourth? Oh, do we have some? No! I, I put that correction in there. That's uh, It's on the bottom of easyallies.com Uh-oh. if you need it. Well, yeah. I missed it. Do you want to mention the last one, or do you just want to tell me? I, you say it right now, it'll kind of spoil the whole thing. Do you want to say the last one, or do you want to say Should we say it first? Well, he, just as Ian said, you can just scroll open? down Do you have it on hand? I don't I have, have Slack it. open. Yeah. You got, just I have slack them. it to me right now. You popped it to me. Slack it to me. Pop it. I've been slacked. Ah. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. I can deal with this. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to shout out these four wonderful people. Ian, you're going to go first. I'm going after you. Brad, you are going after me. Blood, you're going after Brad. And Ben, you are last but not least. Shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, and Jeff Zio VGM Easton. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Woohoo. All right. Ian, I regret to inform me that you have won this podcast. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head, and you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Uh, video to recommend. Um, 
We've got three I want to recommend, but I'll do the... Uh, well, there's that, Bloodworth. Uh, Bloodworth was flapping his wings. Good sign language there. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just say Bloodworth was flapping his wings. Right. And not actually plug that one. In a very roundabout Nicolas Cage type way, I oh, could bring geez. up our dramatic whispering from Opinion ASMR <laughs> from last week. Opinion Yell is back and it's quieter than ever. In our Opinion ASMR, Sony PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X. We didn't even know about the S at that point. Or w- there would have been a lot of hissing, probably. We yeah. Been like, <laughs> even when we do like reactions and podcasts and stuff like that. Like we're all in different wavelengths, you know, we're a, we're a, a mix, we're a jump, we're a gumbo, you know, like it's, it's, we're different people, but it's like when we do opinion yell and opinion ASMR, like we're one, like, I feel like we yeah. really, we all come together. We're all in the same wavelength. It's a beautiful thing. Except for, I, I was thinking about this back in the day when we were still in, in the studio, uh, which we shall return to someday. But, uh, I would always do my like host stuff at the end and I would always push it like too far mm-hmm. and looking at all of your faces after like one of the things I would scream yeah. like I would get like actually angry all of you would always just be like uh you couldn't see my face cuz I was often looking at the floor yeah <laughs> it's just like whoa awesome um I missed that uh final word black lives matter and my sign off uh good night and good game Dude, people spent $60 on Knack, man. I gotta go.